This is the city. The city of Absalom. The city at the center of the world. Absalom is celebrating the Radiant Festival, a three-month festival of epic proportions held once every hundred years. The celebration attracts all types. Tourists, performers, merchants, inventors, as well as unsavory types, petty thieves, gangs, cults, and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are the agents of Edgewatch. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat Agents of Edgewatch. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, they have all the clues they need. They have put all the pieces together. It's time to check out the Dreaming Palace. I wonder if they'll find anything there. I have a feeling they just might. So I'm just going to let you all know this. That this is an adventure that everyone thought they knew what was happening. When everyone first heard this adventure, they thought, Oh, this is the police adventure. This is where they're playing guards in Absalom. And they're going to be doing guard stuff and police type stuff. But to tell you the truth, that is a misnomer. This is not the police adventure. This is not the guard adventure. This is the hardcore horror adventure. That's right, hardcore. I couldn't believe what I was reading when I continued to read through this adventure. This thing is pretty unbelievable. In fact, there's warnings throughout all the adventures of how to tone it down, which kind of makes sense if you think about it, because the things that police have to deal with are often quite terrible. And this is, well, them dealing with these terrible items. And you're going to see them and hear them. And I'm going to warn you that we are pretty vivid in what they're going to discover. So if you are really, really squeamish, hopefully you'll be able to handle the next couple of episodes. But it gets, uh, it gets brutal. It gets really, really brutal. And I couldn't believe how different this adventure was once I started to read it than what it was billed at. You know, they bill it as like, oh, you're going to be going on fun adventures and solving cases. You are. But the cases they're solving are horrible, brutal, nasty cases that just get worse and worse and worse. Now, I love it. I actually think this is unlike anything I've ever seen before. I've never played an adventure like this. I think they're having an amazing time. You know, as I've said many, many times before, they're not adventurers. They are people doing a job and they just happen to get into situations that call for people to, well, act like adventurers, but they're not adventurers. They're guards. And it really changes the dynamic, especially for this part. Because normally if they were adventurers, they would just kick in the door and just like ransack the place and just do whatever they want. But they can't. They're guards. They have to follow rules. They have to follow the badge. And they have to make sure that they play by the rules. So when they go to investigate this hotel, they do a great job. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm really impressed 
that they try to make sure that they always do everything by the book, that they always have reasonable cause, they try to think out why they can do something, that they don't just break indoors and just do things without reason. And that is the subtle but huge difference between this adventure path and, well, in any other adventure path I've ever played in my life. Because if you're an adventurer, you are not a good person. I mean, think about it. These adventurers, they show up and they just blow things apart and break down doors and just, it's just a mess, man. In fact, I am not a huge fan of Lower Decks. I love Star Trek, but Lower Decks was not that great. But the aspect of Lower Decks is genius, where these are the people who have to deal with everything that happens after the episode. It's like, okay, you got to see the senior officers beam down to the planet, take care of business, but then who takes care of everything after they're gone? Who takes care of the mess? Who has to deal with dealing with all the locals and cleaning up anything they broke? Well, that's the people from the Lower Decks, and they did a lot from their point of view, and that is a brilliant idea for a television show, and that's what I feel like this is. This is you seeing what happens after the adventurers leave, or better yet, this is how the adventurers find out where they're supposed to go. These are the lead generators. These are the guys finding out, hey, something weird's going on there, can we hire some people outside the system to go investigate it and uh, see what's all that about? So I'm really having a great time with this adventure, and this is going to be my favorite part. This is part four. It's the last part of book one, and it is just fantastic. I love this part. They do a great job, and you are going to be really impressed, I think, with their role playing. I, I hope you are. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's show notes. So I just want to mention those of you interested in the RPG Superstar Contest or just interested in really cool monsters in general, we are getting in all the artwork or a lot of the artwork for the RPG Superstar Monsters. And I'm posting that artwork on the Discord channel. So just go to discord.rollforkama.com, go to the RPG Superstar section, and you will see me posting artwork at least once a week. Because as I'm getting it in, I'm going to put it up and you can see all the different monsters and what they look like full color. And they are looking fantastic. And if you tell me who you are, if you won, just give me your name and I will send you the monster and even show you the sketches and even get your feedback. I'm doing that right now with one of the monsters. I showed it to the author, got a little bit of feedback from him, had the artist adjust it a little, and now we are going full bore with it. It is looking great. In fact, he had some good ideas. So if you're interested in that, let me know. Just go to discord.rollforcomet.com. If you're not interested in that, just go there and check out the cool community and check out the monsters. You are going to love them. Also, don't forget to do check out discord.rollforcomet.com if you want to play games because we've got a lot of games there. And don't forget, make sure you check out the Patreon. It's now only 5 bucks as of 2021. For $5, you can listen to us play it live. And not just listen to us play live, just listen to us talk. In fact, this week we had nothing but bookkeeping. We actually did three and a half hours of bookkeeping and talking about other systems and the history of Dungeons and & Dragons and Pathfinder and role-playing games in general 
for fun. That's all we did. And you could have listened to that whole thing. That show is never going to air because that is just us talking. There's no adventure to it whatsoever. Maybe I'll throw it up as an extra for Patreon. Maybe. It, there's a lot of side things going on there. Like we'll talk about our fantasy football and then we'll talk about movies and books and food we're making. Like we just talk about anything. And I know a lot of people like to hear that. So every episode, we usually talk anywhere from half an hour to an hour and then we play the game for two to three hours. So if you become a Patreon for five bucks, you can listen to that twice a week. That's right. Every week we always play both games. So check that out. And then finally, I can't emphasize this enough. Make sure you go into Roll for Combat and checking out Talking Combat with Jason McDonald. His column is fantastic. I love reading it every week. It gives you a full recap. And especially I like his Three Ring Adventure column because that is the only adventure that he's not playing. He is kind of cheating when he's doing the Agents of Edgewatch column because he knows what's going to happen. So he's kind of leading it a little. But the circus column, he has no idea. He has no clue what's happening. So he is writing it from the point of view of someone who is completely innocent and has no idea what's going to happen next. So make sure you check those out. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's exciting episode of Agents of Edgewatch. Last we left off, you were on day two of the job. And on the second day, you had another super long day. You went to the Cobalts. You rescued the hostages. Then you went underground. Got very diseased. Very, very diseased. Killed lots of horrible things. Let some bad guys go without knowing they were bad guys. Then went into a really, really weird party. And found out lots of stuff and have a laundry list of people you need to follow up and arrest when you get higher level. And then you came back and crashed. And then you woke up and you're level three. Look at that. A level a day keeps the doctor away. That's what I always say. Although, speaking of doctors, Gomez and Dougie had to visit the doctor so they didn't turn into a Vargul and a regular ghoul because, you know, that, that could happen. But now you're all okay. You spent some money. Although it looks like, uh, looks like Lomang's saving up for a rainy day. Lomang's yep. got all the cash. He's, uh, he's waiting to spend it when, uh, when he needs it. I have simple needs. But with that. I'm a, I'm a monk after all. Chris Beamer is playing Lomang, an orc tiefling monk of the crane style. It looks like you're about to go to something called the Dreaming Palace. Now... You don't need to use subterfuge. You can just walk in and you can just, you know, be yourselves. You don't have to dress up in fancy clothes like last time. You can, you know, just talk to the proprietor, see what's going on. But a few things I want to mention now that you are level three. First of all, I'm giving you two hero points for this session. So use them or lose them. Really? <laughs> well, you get one for the session, but then you get one for getting a good lead so you're getting an extra hero point so i carried it over it was going to be at the very end of last session which i think is unfair it's like oh here's your extra hero point and we're ending the session yeah. so i'm giving it i'm carrying it over so you got two next your badges are now the same level as you so they will heal 12 hit points instead of six if you use the lay on hands which will you know 
come in handy. Maybe? We'll see. We'll see. Maybe you'll need to use that. Is it uh, the badge? Does it give three hit points per level? Is no, it it's uh, six hit points per two levels. It's six exactly. every oh, other okay. level. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. John Stats is playing Cadet Dougie McDougal, a human ruffian rogue. Yeah, that's how it works. Well, that's actually not a bad idea, John. I might adapt that. That's actually not a bad idea. I kind of like that, that it gradually goes up. But for now, it's 12 hit points when you use it. Third, this is very important because I'm having some issues with some of my other games. Where your character is, is where your character is. This is very important because let's just say a trap goes off or a monster or something gets sprung and the area of effect is within 15 feet. Where you are is where you are. I've had issues in the past where people will say, oh, I'm searching that room, but they're literally 40 feet from the room. And I'm like, okay, these are the three options going forward. You can either say, I'm searching that room, but you don't move your character, which means you are using your eyes and perception checks, and that's it, from 40 feet away, which is not searching the room, it's just looking at the room, which is, you can, you can find stuff that way, not easily, but it can be done. You search the room and you move your character into the room and you say you're searching it or you say you search the room and then I move your character into the room. Now, we don't have to go through the rigmarole of you actually walking through the entire room. You can say I go into the room and I search the room, but you need to actually physically move your character into the room. I can't have four characters standing 40 feet outside the room saying, yeah, we searched it. Like, no, you did not search a 30 by 20 room and everyone's standing half a football field away. Like, yeah, I'm searching. No, you're not. It is very important for people to walk into the gelatinous cube like I did. I did it the right way. You you saying you did things and not walking into the gelatinous cube, you were wrong. I was right. Seth Lipton is playing Gomez, a goblin elementalist sorcerer. You could have just looked at the gelatinous cube, but no, you searched it from the inside. Jason McDonald is playing Basil Blackfeather, a Tengu empiricist investigator. And, and that and that and that's the appropriate way to do it. That's how you'd have to do it. In fact, I'm going to use you as my example from now on, Seth. If you walk into the gelatinous cube, you did it the right way. <laughs> that is the criteria. Okay, that's the veteran move. So, you know, I, I was thinking about this movement thing and, um, and it, you know, when you start, you start sort of uh, comparing, you know, the game and the game mechanics and then think about just real life and how people move and like, especially as a group that's like on high alert and like ready for shit is we, you know, in the game mechanically, it's like, we all have to sort of take our own turn. And then like one person moves 30 feet up, then the next person moves 30 feet up, then the third person, then the fourth, really a lot of the time you could be moving as one unit. You know, like we all move at the same time, the same amount. Like there should be some way we can do that because that's sometimes where you get into problems because then it's like the one guy, yeah. like, well, we want to go up to that door that's 30 feet away. And then one person does it. And that, that's the person who gets screwed when really. You're and then to... they're separated from the party. Right, like, we can, like... You know, can we say that? Like, of course. Or... Can we call out like party move or something? Yes. Right. You party can move, totally yeah. do that. I just want to make sure everyone's agreeing to it because. In some other games where they have very, very squishy spellcasters who basically say, no, I'm always 30 feet away. I am never with the party. Ever. You know, that, they that, would be the that would be me from right. now on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know. That's fine. But I don't mind that. But also, don't forget, exploration mode 
you can do things like search and seek and casting spells, which will give you pluses to your searching. It'll give you pluses to your initiative. So that is kind of taken care of in Pathfinder 2nd Edition. My point is, is that just be aware, like where your character is is where your character is. And it mostly will go into effect when you walk into a gelatinous cube or you set off a trap or, you know, things happen. It's going to matter. Yep. It, it is interesting because it, it, is, it is a problem. Like there, there's the uh, military procedure where, and you see them, like you see videos of it where uh, like an inf- infantry squad, uh, the, every gun is pointed covering a different... Yep part of the clock and they all move simultaneously and it's very well organized exactly. there are certain circumstances where you're doing that and then there's certain circumstances because you can't do that all the time because it's because it's very it's very intense so like when people are just walking around like if we're just walking down the street freaking happens all the time people lag behind they stop without telling anybody they go and look at something like that like that happens too and so so it is a balance like you know it's like how much are we going to want to do like chris i want to go to that door you have to move your guy with me you know, we have to kind of figure that out. We do. Have we to do. Figure that out. Everyone, grab your buddy. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. We're, in, we're in kindergarten now. I mean, I tend to be. I'm going to always be in the front, and Dougie probably is also. Yeah, I'll, like, I'll probably be in the very front because uh, I, especially if we're in, I'm going to be in yeah search mode or exploration mode where I am uh, searching for traps. That's basically my default. I have. Uh, I have a bonus, you know. Yeah, Jason, for... where's Basil going to be in this and all this usually? Uh, he'll, probably I, I think... be, he'll probably be behind, uh, kind of stay behind Lomang because he's, you know, he's right. The value it's, it's of like Lomang. Using that, yeah, like using <laughs> that everybody grab their buddy analogy. It actually seems like I would be with you, Jason, and then uh, uh, the like the two more combat guys, Dougie and Lomang, would be. But on buddies. the other hand, the flip side is as the investigator, it is useful for me to get in there and start looking around sooner rather than later. That's true. So. That's true. It's never I mean, I'm thinking like we make sure everything's clear and then you can investigate to your heart's desire. Yeah. And, and there's also the God, you know, if it's not a trap, then it's a monster. And for some reason, I just, I, 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 when we lose initiative, like the monster attacks when, when it's just one person out in front, you know, all these monsters have like crazy attacks and it's very deadly. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's and and deadly. you die before you even, or you go unconscious even before you have an action, which is, it's like, it's off at like, I'm, I'm seeing yeah, that. I'm writing that. Yeah. I'm seeing that writing on the wall where my, that's why, that's why I was making that joke about how I'm never going to use my second level spells because I'm, I'm seeing the writing on the wall and my first action of every combat will be raised. <laughs> you'll like get the person who, who the person yeah, hit points back on the feet. Heal. <laughs> Characters do get a little more survivable around level three or four, so just to give you some hope. You guys are definitely going to start taking punches, trust me. Which brings me to the last item, is that we're now getting to, before you had the warm-up, this is now the real deal. So if you die, I have a plan. That's all I'm going to say. So <laughs> if your <laughs> character right. drops right. dead, we have I have a plan. I would prefer to not die. We Should have, I we go have on the record? It's the goal plan. It's the goal uh, healthcare plan. That's right. We'll raise you as a zombie, and we'll get a leash, and Low Mang will walk you, mm-hmm. and you'll just be like it's like that movie Fido, which it's nobody like saw. From the Walking Dead. It's like Michonne from The Walking Dead. It's like it's like Blue Cross Blue Shield, but more yes. literal. Yes. Yeah, if you have the zombie stink around you, you're immune to other zombies. By the way. 
So I'm done with my spiel. You guys are ready. I have a question. We go there. I have a question. I need need my memory refreshed. Uh, I have completely forgotten the reasoning behind our mission to find out about these dwarves. I took like like what like like, what's the what's the angle? Like why why are we finding them? What's the what's so over twenty people have gone missing in the last month. And you are aware of a few of them directly. There's that guy, the wizard Caminius, who went disappeared. There is Knight and his lover. They disappeared from the circus. Sorry, from the zoo. And then there's these five workers, uh, human, that have gone missing. And the sergeant asked you to look into this because... That's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are going missing. So something's up. So yeah. so we're so we're just going to we're going to the place to find these dwarves, basically to find out if they're okay, is what I'm hearing. That. They might be there, is what. Yeah, we they're know. not right. dwarves. They're just. But we're not we're not like bringing them in for questioning. That like you know like we're not suspicious of them for any reason. Like we're we're no. basically trying to find them to make sure that they're all right. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, there's all there's right. five workers that are gone. You know of you personally know of eight people that are missing plus there's another you actually have a small list of another uh, 12 people that are missing so and the person at the hotel who runs it is Hendred Hendred Pratchett I have that All right, in so my let's notes just for well. the just for the sake of my own OCD we have we have an unusually long list. There's been an unusual number of missing persons reports. There's been an unusually large number of missing person cases, and so now we're going through the list, starting with these uh, starting with these uh, with these dwarves of these missing persons cases, to see what is going on. Why so many missing people in such a short short amount of time? That's what I'm hearing. Correct. All right, I'm in. Let's go. I'm going to give you uh, in chat. I'm going to give you the list of people. All right, here's the list. Uh, Anastasia Corvus, a human Irisani merchant who came to Absalon to sell ice wine. Archibald Knight and Monera Frum, a halfling menagerie owner and his human veterinary employee. Uh, those are the ones we're familiar with. The Dragonfly Masons, Minkayan stonemasons working on the Dragonfly Pagoda. Humans named Roji Auzo, Asao Inuya. Nakura To, Shuno Donoma, and Takeko Lon. Um, Alama Mohaso, a dwarven scholar from Rahadum who came to the city to study at the Foray Lojos. Kemenelis, a human wizard originally from Taldor who trained at the Arcanimerium decades ago. That was the mage who went missing whose who's, uh, student was trashing the shop. So that's another one we actually dealt with directly. Lirma Swampwalker, a gnome ranger from Vidrian who came to Absalom to see the fair. And the Sakta family, a family of Jalmeri tourists consisting of a mother, father, Vindi, and Sudar, and their eight-year-old twins, Bashar and Nita. That's a lot of people. Three, five is eight, nine, ten, eleven, and four, fifteen on that list. Wow. There are others, but you don't have information on them. You're just you've heard rumors, but those are the ones that you actually have missing reports filed on those people. So you head on over to the Dreaming Palace. I actually have a picture of the palace. Oh cool. And a description? So it is 
a hotel. It appears to be nice, if a little strange. It's two stories. The street level walls are original thick gray stone, and the windows are sort of irregularly placed and have elegant wrapping and ivy on them, as well as some window dressing. The second floor is a more conventional half timbering with whitewashed panels and leaded windows. There are several brick chimneys, a small round tower poking up from the northeastern side. It appears to be quite nice. Definitely a highfalutin hotel, if you will. And it is in a fairly busy part of town. The, the uh, northern part of the hotel, completely opposite of the entrance, is actually also butting up against another building. Sort of like how they do in Manhattan, as you all well know. So it's really the south side, the west side, and the east side have windows and are accessible. The north side is actually connected to another uh, freestanding building. Are there doors just at the south side? Yes, there's only doors at the south side. What uh, do you do? Do you want me to, to just like go to the front desk and use my social skills to do? Sure. You know. Are we in, in uniform right now? Yeah, you're totally in uniform. Yeah, this is on the books. All right, so I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll take the lead, and I will enter and see if there's a front desk and a clerk. Entrevue. There I am trying to enter. Party move. You walk into the lobby. Large arch windows illuminate the elegantly polished floor and warm wooden furniture of the hotel's reception area. Directly across from the stout main doors, double doors of bronze lattice are carved to resemble interwoven vines and offer tantalizing glimpses of a very large chamber beyond. A few comfortable chairs surround the fireplace to the west, while to the east, a long, tall counter encircles a small wooden door. And in front of that counter, you see a woman. So I approach the woman. You see a woman half-orc who sees you enter, and she says, Oh, oh, uh, uh, good, good, good morning, officers. Uh, how, how may I help you? Uh, good day, ma'am. My name is Officer Gomez of the Edge Watch. Uh, I'm here on official business. We have uh, missing persons investigation, uh, several dwarves that uh, we understand. Uh, we're in residence here. Uh, we'd like to, to uh, talk to them if uh, possible. They're not dwarves. Humans. They're humans. Goodbye. They're humans? Yeah. The, the smiths? The, the, yes, the workers? Yeah, they're all smiths. Yep. I thought, yep. why, why yeah, did they dwarves humans. this whole time? We they're may have accidentally <laughs> referred to them as dwarves. Oh, but I've been, doing it, I've been doing that consistently. I for like three episodes, I've been calling them dwarves. Uh, all right, so so the stonemasons, yeah. I, I give I give their names, and uh, like we'd like to confirm that, uh, that they have rooms here, and we'd like to talk to them. Oh, so it's, it's, oh. It's, 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 it's nothing untoward. Uh, some people just con we're, were concerned because they're reported missing. Um, well, you you know we we do have to value the privacy of our residents. You you much realize that that's one of the things that people pay for when they come to the Dreaming Palace. All right. So what's my like? I I have my legal knowledge, and so I make a legal knowledge check to uh, to to define specifically the bounds of their versus my authority. Like, where is that? Using your legal lore, you know that you could ask to see anything public, 
such as the hotel itself, the hallways, any rooms that are not occupied by individuals, that is allowable. You can also see the ledger and you can question the, you know, employees or owners to, you know, to a lesser extent. That's about as far as you can go right now without without more evidence. All right. Well, I I cite uh, I cite elements of the code of laws and say I totally under, totally understand uh, uh, your responsibility, but uh, I have a responsibility as well. And also, this is about the the safety of individuals. And as you know, I am empowered by. And then I just legal I, I legalize them and say uh, and, and demonstrate my uh, my authority and say and on the basis of uh, on the basis of that I would re- we would really prefer your cooperation and uh, at the, uh, and I'd like to see your ledger okay okay could 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 you give me the names or descriptions of uh, these these missing people that you're, you're I, discussing? I, I do I do I go it's like we're looking for these people with the, this the, these whatever descriptions I have of them okay she um she pulls up the ledger she looks through it and she shakes her head back and forth, and she's like, "No, nope, I, I don't see these people that you mentioned on the ledger. You know, maybe they went somewhere else. Here, you can you can take a look." And she hands over the actual. It's the ledger of the uh, hotel of everyone who signed in and signed out. All right, so I start I start looking through the ledger, and uh, uh, you know, like I like I skip to I skip to to the time period that they would be here for, and I see if they I see if they see their names, and also I'd like I'm a little suspicious, so I'd like to look for any kind of signs, and, uh, and it's like uh, Officer Basil, could you come come here, please? And yeah, uh, I'm gonna come over and take a look at the ledger as well, kind of yeah. take a peek over his shoulder. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's like I, I like to confirm that everything is in order, and I'm trying to subtly indicate to you thereby. That I want to find out. Could there be two books? You know, there could be there could be a ledger that they show for us that keeps hidden everybody cheating on their wives and all that business, and they might have another ledger. You look at the book, and the book doesn't list any of the missing persons. Although Basil does note that there are many erasures of names and other names written over. It looks like this book has been edited or let's just say there's been a lot of mistakes corrected all right i will say excuse me ma'am is it your policy to alter your ledgers after guests have checked in because i see evidence that some names were removed she she, she looks at you and she says oh I'm, i'm so sorry that's that's actually my fault you see i'm i'm not very good at spelling so many times i get people's names wrong and then Hendrick comes in and he rewrites the ledger so it's more illegible because I'm really, really bad at spelling. You must understand. All right, I want to hit him. I want to hit him with. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pull out the intimidation. I think it's time. It's time to get. It's time. I've been good cop. Might have to get a little bad cop because that's a that's a little shady now. But first, I want to check my legal standing. Uh, the ledger is that something like due to the innkeeper's laws that they have to maintain appropriately? Like, is, yes. like, is, like, is so this is this is a technical aberration from the uh, from the laws from the innkeeper laws, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to use that as leverage uh, to uh, politely uh, to politely insinuate through, via intimidation, via veil, via veiled threats, 
that uh, uh, if she if she knows anything about these people, she better she better like we'll, we'll keep it between us, but she better cough up, or else there's going to be all kinds of paperwork and all kinds of trouble. It would be and a shame we might to be shut down during the radio. Exactly, we might, we might be we might we like we like yeah, exactly exactly. This is not this is not a time where you want your license in jeopardy, and so you better you better cough up the information. Uh, should I roll intimidation? Yeah, which check? Uh, which action are you doing exactly? Oh, this will be. Um, this this is. Uh, it's not demoralize. It's the other one. Co- it's a coerce, I think. Let me see. It's it's the thing to make them friendly. Yeah. I'll guard the door. Friendly. Lasting coercion. I'm hitting them with lasting coercion. As opposed to blasting coercion, where you actually like hit them with a fireball. <laughs> exactly. Here is like yes. Uh, coerce with threats either veiled or overt. I'm va- I'm making them veiled. Attempt to bully a creature into doing what you want. You have to spend at least one minute of conversation, which is what this conversation is. Uh, and you can see and sense and all that jazz. And uh, I, try, I try to I try to coerce her. Okay. Intimidation roll. That's you. I have to get back on the page now. I was like looking at my character sheet here. Hold on. Should be plus eleven now. Guess we'll find out. Roll the six. <laughs> Jesus. It's still a seventeen though. Seventeen against her will, DC. Let's see. Failure. Womp, she womp, looks at womp. you and she says, You know, I, I know my rights. You can't just come in here and start blasting me and start saying you're going to shut us down. We're fully booked for the entire festival. We have no problem keeping people here. And I'm sorry that me being illiterate and having difficulties understanding common is something that's against the law but you know you can't bring me in for that i hate to say all right oh, i want to flip it now i want to flip it and i want to apologize and now i'm going to try diplomacy i'm going to try to make an impression to try to undo the damage i did with the uh, with the unfriendly and bring her back around so like <laughs> so 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 it's so, 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 like oh no, no 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 i, I totally ship. did I totally did not mean to do to in any way uh, to to in any way uh, uh, be, be prejudiced against somebody with a with a with a uh, learning disability. I'm very very sorry about that. <laughs> like I totally understand we have our own problems, and I myself, you'll notice like me being a goblin learning the human tongue, not that easy. I completely understand. So I try to so I try to butter it up, and I try to undo my damage. Work it, make it happen. So can I roll that? Can I roll yes. diplomacy? Yes. She's very offended. You know how many languages there are in this city? I can't master. Oh them my all. god! I'm just I'm just failing oh. left and right. I'm doing a terrible, <laughs> terrible job. She looks at looks at Mr. Gomez. She's already unfriendly with you. She might have even just gone to like just hostile at this point. She's just like she's like you know you come in here, you ask to see the books, you don't see the names. I've been very accommodating. All right, I, I kick Basil. I kick Basil like where she can't see under the uh, under the desk there to indicate that Basil should chew me out and get me out of this situation and take over. Now, who was this other clerk who rewrote the names? Hendrick. That's the owner of the uh, of the inn. May we speak to him? Hendrick. Uh, he is out of town right now. He got called away. He should be back probably in a day or two. But yeah, right now I'm. Uh, it's just Hendrick and myself who run this inn, and so I'm a little short, little short today, since I have to do everything, including running the inn at night, which you can imagine is quite difficult, especially when people want to come and go. 
How many? Just out of curiosity, how many erased entries do there appear to be? About fifteen or twenty. Ah. Only on the first pages. <laughs> There's actually a lot more than that. Does this, this is very this is very <laughs> sus as the as the kids say nowadays. It's very Indeed. sus. Yes, yes. I, I think I think she is the imposter. I think there's imposters in here. She she says, well, I I, I don't know what more I, I can do to help you out. And and with that, suddenly a female halfling woman walks in, and she appears to be fairly old, kind of librarian-ish. She has gray hair, big old bun in her hair, and she walks in. She's like, oh, oh, what's, what's all this? Oh, hello, constables. What's all this then? Uh, is there, is there some trouble, Miss Roslow? I, I hope not. I've, I'm enjoying my stay at the inn oh so much. Oh, she's just some guest? Yeah, it's a guest. She just walked through the doors. And she's just walking in. She just appears to like she's going out or something. No trouble, ma'am. We're just looking for some some missing persons that were rumored to have stayed here. A group of stonemasons. Stonemasons. Oh, I know nothing about that. Whew. I tell you, this this is the finest establishment of all of Absalom. I. Love it here. M- M- Miss Miss Rosalo, do you know when Mr. Pratchett will be back? I have uh, some more things for him to look at that are uh, that are wrong in my room. <laughs> and she like looks at Dougie and she says to him uh, under her breath, he's like, Mr. Pratchett is quite a stallion, isn't he? <laughs> I'd like to take him for a ride. Oh my gosh. Uh, Dougie's like, what, what sort of <laughs> things are wrong with, with your room? Oh, you know, and Miss Roslow just like rolls her eyes, knowing like this has been going on forever. She's like, <laughs> "Oh, you know, little things like the bed wobbles a little, or you know, the faucet's a little, uh, the faucet's like a little tight, and it's hard for me to turn with my arthritis in my hand. I just, I need Mister Pratchett to help me out with that. You know that this hotel." has running water and private bathrooms in most of the rooms, including heated water. Do you know how rare that is? Do you know this place is exquisite? I tell you, that exquisite. Is... All right, Sounds like gonna... a very nice place. In, f- in fact, we were surprised that stonemasons would be staying here. And I'm gonna, this one I'm going to sort of embellish so that uh, what's-her-face, the clerk, hears us. In fact, we had heard that they were, their accommodations were made by German Hoff himself. That is a good name drop. We could have got that information anywhere. It doesn't necessarily out us for having gone to the party. Absolutely. Roslo's, she's just being quiet this whole time. And Miss Honeywell, sorry, Miss Honeywall is just going on and on and says, Oh, I, I don't know anything about that. Oh, stonemasons, you say? Well, why don't you come into my room and we can discuss it over a little bit of tea. Would you like to do that, officers? Yes, I love tea. Uh, yes, that, yes, that would good. be good. You know what? I want to try a deception. And uh, now that he dropped uh, now that, I dropped that guy's name, I'm going to try and leverage that. And as a deception on the clerk, I'm going to confide in her. I'm going to say, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, I'm sorry, we shouldn't really reveal that information, but it, it but it was him that made the, uh, uh, that put in the, um, 
missing person report, and he is very interested in uh, in uh, what happened to them. Apparently, there's uh, there's some business dealings that, that he needs them for, and so it would be uh, uh, very important to him in, to him personally to find out where these people are, which is why we're being so which is why we're being so forceful about it, or we're being a little bit overly aggressive about it. And I'm like hoping that dropping his name and leveraging his social status might shake her loose a little. That's that's kind of why I thought to bring him up as kind of a hail mary, but it would might shake. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Roslo appears to be very quiet. <laughs> she isn't saying anything, but that alone seems to be suspicious. Um, she is getting very quiet and trying to let Miss Honeywall do all the talking. So, it, it she neither reacts to it nor says anything, but that alone is uh, a little suspicious uh sense motive isn't a part of this perception it's a perception it's just perception everything's perception at this point mm. so when, when is the when, when's the Ooh, yeah. doggy doggy's like i got a minus one to my perception by the way yeah well guess what i rolled for doggy i rolled no you don't your perception is plus eight no <laughs> one has a minus one to perception what are you talking about <laughs> Everyone has everyone's trained in perception. perception oh, okay. Is, 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 no one has a crappy perception because that's what's used for initiative. It's impossible. You have an eight in your perception. Oh, I was thinking something else. Sorry. Uh, Dougie is like something's up. I don't know. My what. deception. That's something's right. Okay. Up. <laughs> I smell so a rat. Is the, like so, she's just a clerk, and and she mentioned the uh, uh, the name of the of the owner, the manager, the yes. person, her, her superior. Yes, Mr. Uh, Mr. Pratchett, who's gone, who who the Miss Honeywall is looking for as well. Uh, wait, so wait, when when is Mr. Pratchett going to return? We in a day or two. In a day or two. Yes. All right. Well, that, that's pretty long. Uh, well, in the meantime, in the meantime, maybe we could maybe we could help you with your uh, situation in the room. Yes, uh, yes, yes. We'll have tea. Let's do and that. You can yeah. help four very strong men. Look at that one. Woo! It's like it's like <laughs> weapon. No, you don't need an invite when they. You don't need a warrant when they invite you in. And she's looking at <laughs> right, Lomag. Absolutely. She's like, and she she walks up. She walks right up to Lomag, and she's like, "Who are you?" Aren't you a tall glass of water? And she's looking you mm. up and down, like with very hungry eyes. Little man. <laughs> I would Great. sense motive on her, but I think we already know what her motive is. <laughs> yeah. She's looking at all of you. She's like, she no. subtle. <laughs> she's like, four strong men, come with me. <laughs> um, is this strong door man, open? a bird, and a goblin? Right. <laughs> a bird is not that strong, and a devil. <laughs> It's uh, it's quite the ragtag uh, group. You uh, you walk into the grand hall. A sweeping bifurcated staircase rises up from the northern end of this open space, splitting and curving to either side as it reaches the second floor. A huge portrait of a handsome half-elf man looms over the staircase. At the base of the stairs, the handrails end in marble pillars, topped with statues. One of a crying angel and one of a laughing devil. Tiled corridors stretch off to the east and the west, while bronze lattice doors lead to the south and to the lobby, which you just went through. So this place is gorgeous. Like, you know, like, damn, like this place is nice. Like they really spent some money on this place. Basil, were you able to commit to memory when you looked at the uh, ledger? 
what rooms are currently occupied and what rooms are currently not occupied and what room got erased. Like what floor? They're all there. Most, if not all, were occupied. Oh, wow. yeah. Right, I figured but, the festival. But if like but, if like room number thirty four was one of, was one of the erased ones, you know, like now that we have access to the room place, two thirty seven might be able to. It would open up an avenue of investigation. We can all, we no, I, I mean, I didn't say I did it, but then again, we can always go back and look at the ledger again. We have permission to do that. All right. Actually, you know what? Before we go upstairs, I'm going to actually run back and do that. I'm going to go take a look and see if I can get a room number that, of the one of the ones that was erased. In case, in about the time frame that the that the stone right, like like there. just be to be able to use the ledger as evidence of where if the if they if the if the masons were here, what room they would have been in. Okay, I'll say you go back very quickly. She's putting it away, hey, but you quickly jump over. Uh, Ma'am, need to check one more thing it. really yeah, quick. Yeah, she, never mind that putting it away stuff. Yeah, you you can check in. it. You can write them down, um, and you can come back. Um, I, I won't give you, there's no actual room numbers, but as you go through, I can tell you, you'll know which ones are the suspect rooms and which aren't. But with that, Miss Honeywall, who continues to go on, and she's like, oh, look at Mr. Pratchett there. Isn't he a handsome devil? Woo! What a nice looking fella, I tell you. And that's actually the picture on the stairwell she, she points at. She's like, I come here and just look at that picture for a little is bit. Is he handsome or is she delusional? He's handsome. He's actually. I, I, I commit his face to memory. It'd be nice to, to, to know what he looks like whenever. Oh, I'll show you what it looks like. I don't know if I have time to do it, but I might make him a target of one of my leads. You have time. Why yeah, I'll make him a target time? of one of my leads just in case he's either missing or if he's possibly behind the disappearances in any way. There, I got a picture of what he looks like. I put it in the chat. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> Isn't he cute? Look at him. <laughs> he's a happy guy. He's a he, happy he, guy. He, he looks like, he looks like a rascal. He, he looks, looks like, like a leprechaun. Rascally. <laughs> he's a leprechaun. Yeah, he does look like a leprechaun. Is that is he, uh, uh, is that Pratchett? Yes, that's Pratchett. Okay. That's Pratchett. And she, 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 you know, brings you to the halls, chit-chatting with you, and she's like, "Come, come, come to my room." Oh, I do apologize. Move for your larger, characters, guys. La larger members, you'll need to uh, stoop a little. Come on, Basil. Come on, let's go. Yeah, stop loitering in the hall. Loitering in the hall. I'm avoiding. I the like chat. the hall. The hall's a good place. First of all, she she brings over where Dougie is, and she's she opens up that door, and she's like, "Look in there. Look at that. That." Is something that you just don't see. And sure enough, wow. you see a small, elegant chamber that contains a privy seat, a basin, and a waist-high pedestal, and a tub for bathing, each made of white porcelain and bearing a gleaming metal handle. She's like, look at this! And she walks over, and she turns on the faucet, and hot water is coming out. She's like, wow. look! Indoor plumbing! Indoor showers! Hot water! Do you know how rare this is in this day and age? Wow. It is quite a treat. And this is my bathroom. Isn't that lovely? I marvel at the modern ingenuity of our engineers in Absalom. Is it lit by torch? Or is there... Yes, there's ever-burning torches everywhere ah. throughout this place. So as you walk into her room, she's like, please, please, come in, come in. This is cool. The ceilings of this well-appointed room are only five feet high and covered in elaborate wooden molding carved to resemble leaves and branches. All the furniture is half the usual size for humans and low windows with pink curtains look out into a small garden bed. Paintings of fruit bowls and assorted domestic scenes hang on the wall. She's like, look at this. 
They have a room specifically for halflings and other of my size. And Gomez, although he shouldn't, loves it. Like, I, I do love it. I was going to say that I love it. It's like, it's great. this is amazing. This is a room built it's, for Gomez. It's actually my size. It's fascinating. It's like wonderful. <laughs> but, but, and, like, and like, as I'm complimenting it, I am investigating every nook and cranny uh, to find out. I, I want to see if there's any, if there's any uh, uh, innkeeper code violations. Uh, if anything, this place should be the model. Wow. Every single place ever created in the history of the world, because this is this place is like Michelin three stars. Oh. I mean, this place is five star plus like everything here is beyond state of the art, brand new, unbelievable. Un the craftsmanship is superior. You just can't believe it. Wow. So she she, she invites you in. She's like, oh, oh. And uh Lomang, Basil, Dougie, perhaps just sit on the bed, but she, she brings over Gomez. She's like, please, please join me. Sit, sit. And she Very has a little bit of tea. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, you guys are like I mean, totally I'm bent over. Yeah, I'm like... I, I, I whisper to my comrades discreetly that uh, this might be a good opportunity for me to keep her busy because she's our she's our license to be in here while you guys go Should search check out, search around check out the other rooms and see if you could find the, the room that these these that sounds should good. have been in and I'll just I'll just diplomatize her and keep her company the only issue with that though is that there's gonna be people in these rooms like it's fully booked right well we can look around we can listen we can listen at listen at doors we can walk around and get the lay of the land and your cops what are they gonna do you're gonna be like We're yeah gonna... we can knock on doors and say you know is everything okay we've had some complaints in fact Dougie's gonna do that right now. He's gonna knock on this door. But anyway, so so I cover I cover my allies leaving. It's like, oh well, the, the, this room is for, is our size, not so much theirs. And so uh, uh, tell tell me, you know, like so maybe you guys are more com more comfortable out in the hall. And then I go immediately into uh, chatting her up about uh, what problems she had with the room and how was her day and where was her visit and what does she think of the festival so far and and I, I, I just I just I just sweet talk her with my diplomacy. Okay. So you 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 two are chatting away and she seems to be talking mostly about oh the various men that she's been eyeballing throughout the festival and Mr. Pratchett and she she really seems to have a one track mind. I'm telling you that right now. She she is she is having a fun time. She is enjoying herself. Isn't festival. she why does she like really old? Or what's her Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's here for this festival. Wow. She's here for the festival. She's all she's all, she's she needs to calm down. She's a little hyped up here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, wait, I got a picture of her too. We'll get a secret knock for you, uh, Seth. Actually, I'm Don't sorry. you put your orcish morality on her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe, uh, maybe there's a necktie that's going to be going on. That maybe door it's just one while. of those races that lives forever. You know, it is. Yeah, she is. She's a she's a halfling. I mean, she lives for a long right. time. Yeah, there, that's what she looks like. Isn't she adorable? Um, put yeah. Her in the handouts. Yeah, for grandma. Yeah, well, <laughs> she's a hot grandma. What do you want? Yeah. No one knows. You don't know. Don't judge. Oh, I'll judge. I'm judge, jury, and if need be, executioner. <laughs> I am the law. Yeah, we have the badge. Judge Dredd. Okay. You you quietly go into the hallway, and the door directly to the north 
Um, you knock, but nothing happens. Uh, okay, so the procedure is we're going to, um, I'm going to listen, knock, and just then ignore it if nobody answers. So um, do we hear anything before we knock? The Or after? You don't you listen? You hear nothing. You knock. Nothing happens. Does that sound good to you guys? Just to yep. like... I'll come with you. All right. I mean, you have lockpicks, but... That's yeah, fair. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna use my uh, uh, search mode as I'm. I'm gonna peek down here first. Ba- Basil does know that that room, this one, is one of the ones that was on the list. Oh, hmm. uh, of one of the scratched off the room he just knocked on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I have a uh, disabled device. Yep. Um, uh, there's there's still. many rooms as you can see. There's a lot of rooms in this hotel, so there's many well, many 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 doors. Let's get in trouble immediately, shall we? Okay. Uh, you don't see Roslo around because is that you are thievery, guests, so she's nothing she can do. Yep, it's thievery. Okay. So the door does appear to be locked, and if you want to try to unlock it, it's all you, baby. And I don't know how many uh, picks you got. Twenty six. What's the uh, lawmaker badge have to say about all this? We got license to do this. This is we we are literally carrying the license to do this. We're, we're we're sent here to investigate. So far, so good. I'll put it this way: as long as you don't start barging into rooms and you're doing yeah. it the correct way, and there you have reason to believe suspicion for this room specifically because it was on the list. Sure. Otherwise, no, you couldn't. And do there's that. chicanery with the uh, the list. We don't trust the uh, the uh, the clerk. I, I'm I'm going in. Okay, we got we got the medieval yeah. equivalent problem. The moral uh, high ground. <laughs> you, you, well, no, actually, if you didn't have that list, I'd say you couldn't do this. Sure. You literally would not be able to enter this room. You can't just go into rooms at random. But if we exactly. know this one, all right. One. I have entered in the room. I'm going to do a perception check. Glass icicles drape from the ceiling of this whitewashed wood paneled room. A large wooden wardrobe stands against the north wall while a huge frame painting of an elegant snow-covered castle hangs on the eastern wall over a bed heaped with furs. This room, as you're starting to get a handle of things, they appear to be themed. The other room kind of looked like uh, almost like a halfling grove or, you know, like something that halflings would be comfortable with. So this looks like Isrizni, which is the land to the north. Which is, well, cold. Okay, hold on, Dougie. I'm going to do a nature check when I have a chance to uh, identify the okay, first. Okay, you look around and you notice something. Ooh, a clue. Wait a second. Erisony was one of the missing people. The ice wine merchant. Mm-hmm. If they like tailor rooms to the people staying in them. Hmm. It's all coming together. On the floor, Dougie notices... A hidden trap door. Bum, bum, bum. Fellas, there's a clue. I found a clue. What kind of animal skins are these? <laughs> there's a trap door. Can you tell me more about the the molding well, on the walls? I'm very curious. What type of wood is this? It's heaped <laughs> with animal skins. This could be like... Uh, they're, like they're, I, they're, I'm checking bears, to see Bears, cougars. Like, these are all... 
Oh, the Cougars with Gomez right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. Um, there's uh, they're all animals from the north. Like these are all very large northern animal furs that are so used it's like a bedspread type of thing yeah it's or... the bed it's the blanket okay, i thought there might be skins from the zoo animals no, or something no, horrible no, no, okay no, all right yeah no. i just want to make sure they're i'm gonna not... no, briefly get i'm gonna briefly duck my head into the halfling room and give gomez a little bit of yeah a... yeah we could give him the secret knock and, and draw him in here Oh, so, so is that the? So, so that's the. Excuse myself politely. I'll be yes. right back. I have to visit the bathroom. Knock. D- duty All calls. Right. Duty calls. I, I, I do that. I do that. I, 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 I excuse myself and I go and join the party. She's like, oh, oh, uh, do, do come back. We, we have to finish our discussion. And you did promise to meet me later for, for lunch or dinner or Absolutely. something after dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Show God. Night she, on is, the she is randy, man. <laughs> Fucking going after a goblin. She is, her tastes are broad. She's oh, very broad-minded. Promises right, so, a promise, Gomez. Yes. And, uh, and, and I say, and, and, and I say, oh, well, if it, you, if I can, uh, if I could fit it in with the uh, with, with the uh, investigation that we're currently under, of course, of course, I'll look you up. I know, I know where, I know where you live. No, All don't right, worry, bye. I'll fit you into my schedule if you know what I mean. Wow. All right, fair enough. He does know what he, she means. He does know that. <laughs> and so, okay, so wait, so uh, uh, catch me up. What is this room, and what's the idea of the secret door? Lomang, while you're doing that, is closing the door. Well, first of all, these rooms seem to be tailored to a to a person, and this one is like the home place of the one mer- ice wine merchant who went missing. More importantly, there's a trap door in the room, which is particularly suspicious and odd. Yeah, I'm checking to see if it's trapped. Um, yeah, oh, it is. It's a trap door, and it looks like that if you step on it, you would go down a chute that goes, well, down. <laughs> uh, you can disable it or step it goes on down, it. It goes down a chute. Yeah. I'm going to uh, disable yeah. it. Like, like, a, like it's, a, it's not just a trap door. It's a trap door. It's a, it's trap, a trap door. Trap it's like you yeah. step on the door and you go down the chute into... Um... All right, I'm going to take a guess that that is not up to innkeeper code yeah such is, such an installation is not up to innkeeper it's code. out of the theme of the winter wonderland that is its violation right there right Th- this is this is murder you in your sleep and dispose of the body type stuff is what i'm saying yeah is that is that a fair is that a fair well it looks like if you step on it, to jump you would, to you would fall down so probably yeah this does not look like uh you know, maybe if this was somewhere else and not in the middle of the room, it probably would not be. Uh... Yeah, I would say you don't. Wait, want to let me let me that. ask you a question. Um, did anywhere on this block we see a store that sold that sells meat pies? I know exactly. I, was, I couldn't I remember the name of it. I couldn't remember the name, but that's Sweeney exactly Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yes, this is a Sweeney Todd style the demon hotelier of Fleet Street. <laughs> yeah, this is the murder castle. Remember that crazy historical. Castle right. So New do we? Hampshire. Do we have? Okay. So do we have rope and want to lower somebody down and do it? Do and do well, maybe an exploration, or do we want to note this and start searching other rooms for similar? Before problems? we get into that, can just a question of mechanics? Do I have to tie a rope around my waist and stuff like this to disable trap? Because I don't. No. Want to go down the? T- like no. I All you do it? Okay. is you can just lock it into position. 
so that it won't fall if you step on it. That's how you can disable it. You can disable it many ways. You can either disable it so it won't open anymore. You can disable it so it's always open, so people see it. Whatever you want. You now know it's there. You can just break it if you wanted to and oh, smash okay. it. I mean, What do you guys think? Oh, to cut to the chase, I smell dungeon. I smell dungeon underneath yeah, this thing that dungeon. we have to go in and investigate. Now, the question is, do we do we climb down this chute and progress I don't think that this way? is the way to go down, though. Yeah, or, or, do we, or do we find something better in one of the other rooms? Yeah, this is just the first room. I think that we shouldn't actually do anything because then, you know, if, if the, the, the bad guy sees this and they see that the thing has been tripped or, you know, jammed or something, then they know the jig is up. We tip our hand. Like we could, we could, like we could also do something where, like, I could, I could double down on the intimidation and try to get, try to get the the clerk in here and pull the old. Uh, oh, we we saw something in the other rooms. Whatever, we need somebody to look Ooh. at, it. and then and then gotta get and then kind of like like, that. like ask her like ask her to step exactly over that spot, and when she doesn't do it because she knows it's a trapdoor and what'll happen, then we use that to to, to yeah. make to break her and get her to cough up. Yeah, you know, I mean the only problem is then you got to deal with her because if she's in on it, well, then, that's a good I thing. agree. I agree with that too. Like I, I, I want to deal with her when I'm, she's by herself, though. Yeah, my my inclination. Is to is to explore the dungeon. Like this leads to a dungeon, and we should explore it. That's my inclination. It's like it's like get a rope and down the chute, and we go. I mean, like, I could probably climb down it, like without a rope, even. I could free solo it. Yeah, but I I want to do the dungeon. Believe me, but I don't want her. I don't want to tip our hand. I don't want her to run down and say, "Oh, there's a bunch of cops running around." You know, if we can actually like do the whole thing where if she freaks out and we have to subdue her. I'd rather do it when it's four on one versus her alerting her guards. And then now she's one of the other. I don't want, you know, two encounters at once. I'd All right, well, just let's break. Let, right let's now. take a step down. Like there's two ways to go. One is involve the clerk. One is not involved, not involved in the clerk. I, my inclination is don't involve the clerk and proceed straight down the chute into adventure. Uh, if we want to not do that and involve the clerk, we have we're in a very good position because we have evidence. We have lot of su suspicious things that we could just that we could just bring her into bring her in, bring her in on the uh the the uh uh ledger has been modified plus secret trap door to who knows where equals charges and further investigation and we bring her in and put her under the hot lights and get her to turn state's evidence and reveal the plot that way and we like flip that, her. like you know, if we go to if, right if we go to cop route Basically, we confront her with what we know. We take we take her under arrest, and we go in and we interrogate her and like get the information. That's one. The other, the, like, but but the other option, which I'm I'm just personally more in favor of, is is dungeon crawl, and and that's like stay secret, basically lock the door, and investigate the, that shoot to see where it goes and what's down at the bottom. Well, while you're discussing this, Dougie hears from this room. Ten feet to the east from the door, he hears a woman screaming. What do you do? All right, oh well, then we the have door. to go. Yeah, we have to go. I, get I barge that. into the door. You barge in. Yeah, we, we 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 immediately respond to the screams for help, like like police would. Okay, Dougie runs up to the hallway. Everyone's following. He busts open the door, and inside you see colorful silks hang from the ceiling of this large bedroom over an oversized canopy bed a low divan, and an abundance of scattered cushions. 
Curtains can seal windows to the north, and double doors of angled wooden slats can be closed to portion off a private bathroom to the south or open to leave the facilities exposed to the rest of the room. A massive moth-eaten tapestry on their eastern wall depicts a satire and a nymph about to do something scandalous on the sandy shore of a <gasps> desert oasis. That explains uh, the as Dougie barges in, he sees a man and a woman who are currently um, not wearing any clothes and are in the middle of uh, some very passionate uh, wrestling. Um, sorry. Uh, oh, oh, God damn it. <laughs> sorry. Oh, wait, sorry. It's, it's uh, yeah, you interrupted their uh, <clears throat> wrestling match, and they're like, ah! and they scream as you barge in, red-faced, and duck closed, under the covers. I close the door. I'm closing the door. I'm closing the door. <laughs> wrong room. Sorry, wrong room. Sorry, wrong room. I, I give the guy a thumbs up. It's like... <laughs> Okay. Oh well. my gosh, <laughs> that freaked out Dougie. Dougie is like, "Oh my gosh, what did we do?" I immediately look around and wait for the double spook. That was spook <laughs> one. We're spook two. You already had it? spook one was Miss Honeywall talking to you. This is spook two. Okay, so we're not immediately getting All attacked. Right. <sighs> no, no. Dougie uh, misunderstood what a scream from a woman sounds like. That's true. That, that's, that's fair true. enough. That, that, no that, idea. That's understandable. He's absolutely the perfect person to fall for that prank. So, so, so uh, what do we want to do? Do we want to go down the chute? Do we want to check out more rooms? Do we want yeah, to? What do you guys do want to take? The, I want to. I want to take a closer look at that chute and see what the story is. I agree. So, so going back to that room, um, this chute. Okay, so that square is a trap square. So it's like if you step on there, that thing pops open and and you go down a chute. That's what you're saying. Yes. Okay, so from here, can I like take my whatever, like, or like push it from here and activate it and see what happens when it opens? It would require a lot of weight. It looks like it's set to handle a, a humanoid's weight, but yes, you could set it off manually if you wish. All right, I set it off manually, and then I I look down with my dark vision. There is a chute that goes thirty feet down into darkness. You do see. Some light, but it appears to be kind of dim light. Oh, that's right. You have you have dark vision, right? I have dark and low light. Okay, this is what you see. You look down, and you see thirty feet down a shaft that ends into something. At first, you think it's a trick of the light, but then you see whatever it ends into is moving, and it's mm. quite large i wonder if that's the ochre jelly mm. okay so it's not like this is a safe shoot you could just slide down and have fun <laughs> you can try to slide down and see what happens it doesn't look like a fun shoot i'll tell you it might be fun for whatever's down there but it's uh yeah you don't know what it is low man you have okay, no it looks like idea. Death, i thought it might be a way to get down someplace but it looks like a death trap actually so and I say it looks like it looks well, like we, we have magic. Ma there, there's magical options. I mean, let me, I'm like reading things here. Hold on. Like, do you, does anyone have light? Like, maybe you can cast light down there so you can get a better look at whatever the hell. There's something moving down there. This is a huge hotel. <laughs> you guys are spending a lot of time in one room. Yeah. What's and there's many, in. many more rooms that Basil knows. That room, by the way, where the honeymoon couple was, that was a safe room. None of the nothing was on that room. But he does know that room southwest that also was on the list yeah let's maybe let's start looking at some other rooms and find a 
a safer way down or I have a theory that the missing people could be all be in rooms that have a similar shoot to this that go all to the same place and that's Ooh, what interesting let's go out the door and look for uh let's try the next room well, well let me let me discuss a couple options with you before uh before we proceed uh I have a scroll of pest form but it doesn't appear that uh pest form would let me be a wall climbing creature and 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 you have to cast it heightened to get fly correct uh, but uh that is like pest form is an option for for sneakiness i also have two scrolls of charm so we can also uh try to cast charm on the on the uh clerk and interrogate the clerk here and try to get some more direct information um that may be troubling legally because that's kind of an attack. Like you're trying to charm someone. It's not. Yeah. If we're going to do that, we just got to confront her. I mean, we've got her red handed. I mean, she's lying. She's got, she's part of a illegal operation, obviously. Right. This I just wanted not... to bring, I just wanted to bring this stuff okay. up before we, before we ran around to something else. And so, so it sounds like, okay. Yeah. So it sounds like, it sounds like turning, turning into a bug and going down shoot, not a good idea. And charm. We don't want to go down that road. Yeah, so, let's do a couple okay. more rooms and see where that leads us. Yeah, let's okay. just check out this hallway. Yep, uh, I'm with it. Uh, to the south of where Dougie is, there's a doorway. There's a door to the south. Lomang sees there's a, there's an L, and there's another door to the north as well. And that room is also on the list, by the way. So there's two rooms on the list. So which one's the one that's on the list that's nearest to us now? The one south of Dougie, and there's one north okay. of Lomang. So you okay. got, um, got a whole bunch of rooms. Listen, knock, and then... Listen. You hear nothing. And then knock. You knock, and you wait, and you hear nothing. Okay, and now I'm going to try... I'll just try the uh, door. Is the door unlocked? It's locked. Okay, well now I'll pick the door. We're going to use our skills to thievery. But yeah, now we definitely got probable cause to do whatever we need to do. Look at that. 27, natural 20. Dougie just fonzies the door open. <laughs> He's like, <"Okay." laughs> yes, bump. You open the door. The windows along the walls of this bedroom are stylized to look like portholes. A large painting of a pirate ship hangs on one wall with portholes to show a tropical ocean scene. A large painting of a pirate ship hangs on one wall, and the wooden bed frame has been carved to resemble thick ropes and elaborate knots. A classic wooden pirate chest, straight out of a storybook, sits at the foot of the bed. So I, well, I let's, think do it. let's do a close search for more trapdoors. I'm going to go in and search uh, from where I'm standing. You search around. This room obviously is pirated theme, probably from the shackles. Starting to see the theme here. There's a room for each part of the world, mm. which makes sense because perfect for the Radiant Festival. Because wherever you're from, you got a room for you. You um, there you yeah, are. Yeah, you you look around. You don't see a trap door near you or in the room. Huh. Guys, I don't see a trapdoor, but this is so suspicious. Hmm. I say we go in the next room. Uh, I find myself wondering, is there a way to identify a room that would be Minkayan? Eventually, yes. This is not one, though. I mean, you know enough that if you found one, you would be able to uh, 
to do it. Yes. Can we tie? How about this? I want to tie a rope around my waist and a rope around Lomang. Okay. Okay. And maybe we can just Polish like uh, mind detect it. Yeah, leapfrog our way in. Like I go here. Okay. I'll hold on to the oh, rope. So you think there might still be a trapdoor? Oh, there's a trap in here. His his spidey senses are tingling. I would agree with that. Dougie walks in. He's looking around. He doesn't see anything. Basil's looking around. The only thing he notices is that inside of the treasure chest, it looks like there is uh, some. There's like a gold necklace hanging out, which Whoa. looks like it's probably a good fake. You know, something obviously just to oh yeah add to the accoutrements right. of this room. And, uh, you know, you're very impressed. Like, there's portholes. Like, this thing looks like a ship. It's really cool. If you weren't, like, you know, investigating murders, you'd be like, this is the coolest place I've ever seen. And we don't have anybody nautically themed on our list either, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. If we're trying to match rooms to people that are missing. Yes, that's true. Is it is it likely, from, from what you remember of uh, the erased things, does it, like, match up perfectly? You know, like, like, it, like, like, are we going in a direction where everybody on that list has been to this hotel and they've all vanished? Is that where this is going? Well, there was a lot of people on the list besides there was more. Actually, let me rephrase that. There was more erasures than there were people on the list. More erasures than people on the list. Yes, because there was erasures. People we know about could be a subset. Mm hmm. So Dougie is looking around. So far, everything appears to be good. He's, like, tapping on stuff, looking at the bed, tapping slowly, slowly looking. Nothing appears to be yeah. out of the ordinary just yet. So right, I think I've been everywhere in the room. I mean, mm -hmm. okay, so. Can, can we can we go back to the old lady's room and just kind of help her look for, like, help her with all of her complaints and, the, and in the process of that, make sure that she doesn't have a trap door? And we're gonna. Well, she's. I'm starting to worry about her now. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we were all in there, and nothing went off. Uh, yeah, we stepped on a lot. As though he's walking around, and he's walking in front of Lomang, and he's like, "There's nothing here. There's nothing here. I, I don't see anything. This place is. Uh, it's fine." Uh, the pirate chest comes to life in a text. Dougie. What? Oh no! Oh, there you go. Oh, Roll bummer. For oh my god. Oh, mimics are grim. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at rollforcombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com.